Jeez, this is the most one-eyed podcast. <laughs> it's what we're here to do. Let's go. Right. Let's actually go. For mine, boys. For yours, then. I'm about to blow a gasket <laughs> in here. You've kicked three goals for the day, Table. What is going on? Damaging to Damaging disposal. He's been very, very average. Our best is the best in the competition. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. A little bit different this week. We're going to preview the AFL double W, and we have the pleasure of being joined by the only, the one and only Donny Hess, all the way over in the USA in Iowa. How are you, Donny? Thanks for uh, getting up at this early hour for you, mate. Oh, too bad, Deebs. Great to have you on the podcast. Great to be on the podcast. I know you had the pleasure of sitting down for my podcast over here where I cover all of the footy when it comes to it. So it's great to actually be on a podcast where I can talk swans and not feel bad about it. Yeah, that's what we do here, <laughs> mate. It's a, it's a straight up bias uh, chat about the swannies, whether it's the boys, whether it's the girls, you know how we operate, mate. And yeah, pretty free flowing chat and how good's it? been to see the improvement out of the girls this year um it's been absolutely berserk hasn't it it has been mental i i went into this season really thinking get a win get at least a win after yeah. after the the owen 10 season last year so this has been nothing but icing on the proverbial cake with with a finals appearance and then an absolutely magnificent win over the suns this this girls team are in, are improving by leaps and bounds every single game the style of footy is so much fun to watch, and I'm so glad that you two have come around and started watching some more of these because this is a team I think is going to be so much fun to watch because they're still young, they're still progressing. This is going to be a fun ride to watch the Swans women's team in the future, not only this year, but going further. Yeah, it's pretty. It's amazing how quickly they've improved. Big uh, Scotty Gowans um, is really got the girls together and you know they've done some smart recruiting you know they've got your Laura Gardner's in they've got your Chloe Malloy's in and just having that little bit of class in, in the group and those players who are a step above it it makes a big difference at that AFLW level and it's just been it was evident from round one that they were you know showing a bit more and then was it round two we got our first win I think it was against the Giants um Round was, one, yeah. actually. Round one. Round one. First round game, one, first sorry. game right off the bat. I yes. guess it's not a pro not a problem at all. No. Round one against the Giants is absolutely magnificent. And the recruiting, I think, was sensational. I mean, you you bring in Lucy McAvoy and you bring in Chloe Malloy as, as your PSP signings, as your priority period signings, which I think was magnificent. Two experienced players, tons of talent, top level players. And then you you kind of get the steal of the year. Laura Gardner was literally a trade, the number one overall in this kind of supplemental draft this year since it was for overagers. And you're bringing a Laura Gardner who is sitting behind a Georgie, Georgie Pasparkas and Amy McDonald and Nina Morris and down in Geelong. She wasn't getting a lot of time on the field. Yeah. And she was sensational in the VFLW. She set the record for most disposals. She was absolutely lighting up the VFLW. She just couldn't get on the park. And Sydney with some shrewd trading, they trade the number one overall pick with being an overager. Absolutely magnificent. The, the Swans literally used this training period to add the right pieces and then to see improvement in some of the players that played last year. Allie Morfitt, absolutely shooting through the roof. You and I talked about her before we even started on the mic on how well she has been. 
until she got hurt this year. Brianna Tarrant down back has been magnificent playing playing down back. Ella Heads, the the young superstar off the halfback line, has been playing magnificent. The young superstars of Monham, Cynthia Hamilton, Cynthia Hamilton, and Sophia Hurley have all shown why they were top level girls in their for in their draft in their draft as well. This is a team that has been constructed magnificently by Coach Gowans, and you've seen the fruits of his labor this year, off for sure. Yeah, that that, that midfield group um, has really gone to a new level, and I love what Laura Gardner brings, and you can see her cleanness around the contest, and I don't think you sort of – and the decision-making too. She always seems to be clear, clean by hand and be able to get it out to the right option and and find another girl to get it to, where you see a lot of girls panic um, under pressure in those contests, you know, when you're watching other games of AFLW, but that's what sets her apart, and she's just a ball magnet. She's got to be nearly averaging 30 touches, I would have thought, Donnie. Yeah, she finished second in the coaches in second in the coaches vote and vote it, it got votes in every single game that she played in this year, which is the first player to ever do that. First player ever to do that. Unfortunately, fell short to Jasmine Gardner, who's an absolute superstar, but that's nothing to sniff at to finish second behind Jazzy Gardner. But her her ability to get out of contest, her ability to find the footy and then get out and find that option has been magnificent. You can see that she has been such a great midfield and she's really, really capitalized on her opportunity. And I want to bring up one more, one more that I think is probably the free agent slash addition of the year. And that's Tanya Kennedy. She has become that Ryan Clark tagger (laughs) that you can put on the elite midfielder of the other team and they get shut down. Claudia Whitford, this last round was averaging nearly 27 a game in the first half. She had seven and Tanya Kennedy had 10 herself and was doing absolutely magnificent. She's an unheralded player in the mid, but she's one of those, an Irish girl who was living in Sydney since 2012, an absolute magnificent signing again. The, the, the list management has just been chef's kiss this year. It's been great. Yeah, that was a berserk job that, um, you know, that Kennedy did on the weekend uh, to, you know, nullify the, the Gold Coast player and do it on the get the ball herself as well. Which I think she looking at the stats here, she's had 22 herself. So she's doing it both ways. Um, you know, the 10 tackles, getting it done in the guts and yeah, the game on the weekend, Donnie, we got down to the rising sun hotel, which is in South Melbourne. And it's, uh, that the, the locals were up and about and it was good to sort of get a bit of a vibe back in the, in the rising sun. And, um, yeah, it's really good watch down there, you know, to see a, a non-expected, you know, finals win. I don't think too many would have gone in, um, thinking that we're, you know, going to win that game i think yeah i think a lot of people you look at it they were on the road this is a second year team very young very young average age and a gold coast team that they literally they what the swans did was exactly what gold coast does to most they out tackle them they out pressure them they just the weighted numbers gets to you after a while and that's the way the gold coast does they have great forward play in jack Depay and terrible hannah who can kick goals for days and for the Swans to do what they did on the road in a tough in a tough environment in a tough environment in that situation because it's a big stadium even though they're even and they have their biggest crowd there but it was magnificent and the Swannies faithful are traveling it is magnificent to see the 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 vision 
after all these games where hundreds of thousands of, of Swans fans are showing up on the road and giving these girls the atmosphere that they deserve. It has been absolutely sensational to see that. My round of applause to all of the, the AFLW Swan supporters that are going to the games. You guys are magnificent. You're showing these girls why we could become a destination club in the AFLW. We are we averaged at home the highest percentage when it comes to it of attendance. That is magnificent for a second-year club. How good is that? Yeah, it's so good. It's it's a great result for the club uh, to to you know in their second year after going winless too. A lot of team supporters sort of jump off when they don't have the success, but they're doing something right up there in Sydney. They're getting everyone to the games, um, and they I think it's the the brand of footy they're playing too. It's mm-hmm. it's quite exciting, similar to the men's game. You know, taking it on through the corridor. But you touched on it before when you when you started talking that tackle count on the weekend. When you we we were compre- comprehensively up most of that game, sort of got three, four, nearly five goals up at one stage, and to lead the tackle count one hundred and six to sixty seven, that just shows the intent of the girls and the pressure that they're they're committing to the contest. And it doesn't matter how good a t- side you are, if you bring in that type of pressure. You know, especially in a final, a lot of those Gold Coast players would have been wouldn't have much experience either, uh, and, and that's why I think we came out on top in the end. Yeah, absolutely agree. And the fact that it was almost reminiscent of the men's game from 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 last from twenty twenty two, like they pressured, they tackled, and they attacked with the footy. It was so awesome to see. And 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 speaking of the men, did you did you get a chance to see on the coverage the fact that was it Tom Hickey who never got on the camera? Um, Callie Mill, Cal Mills, um, James Robottom, who even funnier that his sister plays for Gold Coast, yeah. um, Hayden McLean and several of the men and Justin McInerney were all yep. up in the game. And the story about having to have Nick Blakey pick them up because the original flight they were going to do was canceled. So they caught another flight. Nick Blakey picked them up from that airport and then drove them to the Gold Coast. So, yeah, look, I, I think that that came through in the media this week, Donnie. But I think the uh, the Nick Blakey aspect of it is a little bit of a white lie, but it adds to the narrative, and I like it, mate. It's good. I love it. I love it though. But and the excitement, like I said, Tom Hickey actually with Hickey never was actually on the coverage, but the fact that they were all there and then. After the game, you see him like all oh, giving the girl, giving the girls a hug, high fives, and just being so excited. Like the one club mantra, I I know many clubs try to they, they try to put that out there that we're a one club mantra, we're one club, we're one club. Sydney, I mean, after the first game, you saw all the vision of the of the boys going absolutely bonkers in the stands and doing that. You keep seeing vision of the boys being there for for games like this. So I really think that the Swans are one of those that really have instituted that one club mantra. But I love the women's game style. Like, I completely agree with you. It's becoming so much fun to watch. They're attacking. They don't just sit back. They're going to go for it. Even if they're down a couple of goals, they're not good. They shake it off. Like, we're fine. We're we're still going to go. And they get after it. And with the goal kickers and the spread of ability to, to kick goals this year has been absolutely magnificent. It, it's just so much fun to watch. I'm just glad people are starting to see how good a group and how good a coach Scott Gowans is. Yeah. And then look at, we're, we're kicking a score. And that was one of the big things to come out of the weekend was being pretty clutch in front of goal. Um, the, the finishing was sensational led by the skipper, Chloe Malloy. She was sensational in front of goals 
And it's funny, I was listening to a bit of conversation on Talkback Radio and you, you look at Chloe Malloy's stats and, you know, they don't jump, like they're great, good, they're great, but they're not excellent, right? They don't jump off the page at you. But she she just seems to be able to cease the moment and impact the contest when she needs to and finishes when she needs to and she leads from the front and that's the the, the type of girl that you want leading your footy club. Yeah, definitely for sure. And she's one of those that she's she's taken the that this opportunity to move up to the swan. She she was she was Collingwood through and through, but she took this opportunity. She she wanted a new a new a new chance, a new change in her life to, to change some things. And she's grabbed it by the horns and absolutely rode this bull wherever she needed to. It's been so much fun. And then I loved her. <laughs> Taking the Mickey out of the fan on during after the one goal, the two point yeah. sixty eight thing that has absolutely lost its <laughs> mind in the media. It was absolutely classic, and for her to do that after her goal, it just she, she's having fun. She's making it an atmosphere type of thing. So I had to had to had to tip my hat to her. But you also got to say this: co captain Lucy McAvoy going forward and kicking yes. a couple of goals in this game was absolutely massive. When uh, Beck Privatelli went down with her, unfortunately confirmed Liz Frank injury. She will be out for the rest of the finals. Unfortunately, I'm gutted for Priva because she's played so well this season. She's been that key forward, that sticky hands, the the one that, you know, if you go to her in a contest, she's going to come down with the mark. So it, it, I'm, I'm gutted for, for Priva to lose her, but now we have to see it's the next woman, next woman up. And it'll be fun to see who, who steps in for Priva and how can they make an impact in a very, very good test coming up for the Swans in the semifinals. Yeah, for sure. I was shattered when um, Privatelli went down in that in that first quarter, mate, because Privatelli is my girl, mate. She, she's she got the big sticky juke. She's the contested marker. And I love that mm-hmm. aspect of the game in the female game, the ability to take those contested grabs, set you apart completely. And she does that as good as anyone in the competition. And it, yeah, it's shattering that she's gone down with the injury, but yeah, ne- next one up and yeah, hopefully they can keep in the scoreboard up there, but yeah, it's going to be a, a tough contest against the the Crows over in Adelaide Saturday night, about seven thirty our time. I think Donnie, uh, the Crows finished on top of the ladder lost to Brisbane by three points over the weekend. Um, They've got some superstars over there in Adelaide. How how do you see this game sort of matching up, mate? This will be one of this will be one of those where we really see how good this group of girls is because we're you're literally stepping up against what many people say is the measuring stick of the AFLW. This is a three time premiership club. Many of many of the many of the players that have won two or three premierships are still donning the Guernsey for this. You have Ed Marinoff and Ann Hatchard. I mean, literally the Clayton Oliver and Petraka of the women's game. These two are bulls. They get in, they get the footy, they get it out. Are they the clean, are they the cleanest disposal machines? Absolutely not, but they get to the footy and they get the footy going their way. You've got some absolutely electric forwards and Eloise Jones and Caitlin Gould. I think, I believe, our, our good old buddy Gould, who we unfortunately just delisted in the men's younger sister or older sister, yeah, right. is Caitlin Gould. So it'll be very interesting to see how the defense handles that. They're not as tall as uh, as Gold Coast, so I think we're a little bit sitting a little bit better than we did against Gold Coast with a couple of twin towers in Depay and Bohanna. 
but it still doesn't mean it's an easy it's an easier test and then defensively they're very very stout very very good they get after you they're going to pressure the swans as much so this is going to be the test i'm i i go into this game nervous but excited because there's no pressure on the swans there it'll be just like the gold coast game as as you kind of said nobody's tipping nobody's tipping sydney nobody's tipping this upset as much as I almost kind of go with the latest news coming out that the Crows with the loss have now lost their ability to host the grand final unless unless they play um, Geelong in the grand final. The Crows have lost home field advantage because of the loss in the first round. So will they be focused on that? Because the fan base is losing their minds about yeah. that, which is quite interesting that they're that. All of a sudden now the AFL is so corrupt when, as most people don't realize, the AFLW has never had the one and two seeds in the AFLW finals lose in the first round. In the first They've week. Never have it happened. Never had it had had both the top seeds lost. So this is a brand new situation. So I don't know it's them making up rules on the fly. It's the rules have never been tested whether that has happened or not. So I, I think it's a little bit of, of personal personal choice on, on on this one, but the Crows are such a good outfit. They're they're going to test this one, the Swannies, but Norwood Oval will be interesting. Can the women can the women get their kicking game going and going through the corridor? And basically, what I would say to many Swans fans who don't know, Norwood Oval is a lot like Geelong. It is skinny, it is long, so it, there's not a lot of space to open to open up the ground. So it'll be interesting to see how the girls do that. I think it'll make them. Uh, their ability to defend a little bit easier because they don't have as much space to cover and the and the crows play the ground really well so it'll be very fascinating it's going to be tough it won't be easy but i think the swans have that ability to come in knowing they have nothing to worry about because if they lose they were supposed to if they win hey huge shocker you get to literally throw the aflw world to to a <laughs> to absolute tizzy if they pull this one off yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go into this game, big Scotty Gowans or Go Swans, as we like to say. Um, <laughs> whether they sort of change the way they're playing to accommodate for, you know, the best team in the comp as such, or they just keep doing what they've been doing, taking the game on. It's sort of, it's a play-by-play thing. I suppose if they get blown away early, they may need to change some things up, but uh, you know, it's going to be like finals footy always is. It's about getting in, get the ball, extract out a contest and, you know, get, get the ball moving forward early. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure what the forecast is looking over there on Saturday, mate. But, um, yeah, and it's good to hear that that forward line of the Crows isn't as tall as those, as the Gold Coast were. Because who's that? Was it Bohanna? Bohanna? Mm-hmm. Mate, yep. I have never that she that is the most natural left foot I've ever seen. It, it's it's Errol Gordon in a woman. Mm-hmm. It, what like what a left foot that girl had. But um, yeah, look, and you hopefully that that back line man's up, you know, a little bit better on on that forward line, and you know the midfield can continue to get it done, get those possessions up, inject Chloe Malloy in there when you need to, and you know someone steps up in, in place of uh, Privatelli. Yeah, it'll be definitely be interesting to see how that goes. I'm, I'm, 
I'm fascinated by the matchups. Like I think Caitlin Gould, you'll probably see Alice Mitchell, Alice Mitchell take her. And then it's it's who gets Eloise Jones, since Eloise Jones is that quick forward. It, it's she's almost the Isaac Keeney. She'll she'll go for she'll go for a specky when she gets the opportunity to. So she's she's not an easy matchup. I maybe could see a Julio Sullivan go to go to her because with the athleticism, it'll be fascinating. I I think Brianna Tarrant, they may try to sit and try to find some gap spaces so she can do her intercept marking. Since sometimes there's a lot of dump kicks by Adelaide into the forward line. So if you get a yeah. good intercept marker, you can you can rebound out of the box. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna test it. They played Brisbane earlier in the year and they really pushed Brisbane. It got to the fourth quarter before the game got a little bit out of hand. So I'm not sitting here going, well, the Swans have absolutely no shot. I they've got an absolute crack, especially with the confidence that they're playing in. They again, they know that there's there's no expectations. Absolutely yeah. no expectations on this group. So I don't know. You could see a shock. I honestly it would not shock me the way this Swans team is playing right now. And and like I said, if the Crows are are focused on the prelim, kind of taking the Swans lightly, this is this is a recipe for disaster for the Crows <laughs> to yeah. go straight to go straight sets out after being minor premiers, which would remind us so much of the men's competition. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that, I think a lot will be um will be built on you know Brenna Tarrant back in that defense. Um, she's been a staple in that defense and that, you know, has come to the fore so often so far this season. And I think if she can, you know, get it her own way up back and be able to drive the offense off that, um, you know, half back line, full back line, that's going to go a long way to us winning this game as well. Definitely 100%. She's been magnificent. She's one of the few players on the Swans team that has played every single game in Swans history and being a, New South Wales woman and and wanting to be a Swans player her entire career to to see her have that success is absolutely magnificent. I love that. And Ella Heads is another one to keep an eye on her interceptability and then her ability by foot to attack the game is going to be fun to watch too. Yeah, she she quite often links up as that extra player running through the middle um in that chain and you know quite an offensive player and I did sort of notice she was playing uh, you know, a little bit undersized at times. Um, she's quite a slim frame compared to some of the girls up forward, but she can use her speed and dash. Um, yeah, that goes a long way to us winning. And I like what they've done with bringing Alana Woodward into the team too. Just a, you know, a bit of a wiser head, um, you know, got, got a lot of experience at different levels of footy. Um, I think that's been, because I don't think she played the first couple of games and then came in or, played the first game and missed a couple or something like that. But um, it's good to see her, you know, flourishing in the Swanee system. Yeah, definitely. She, she's she been one of those experienced ones, as you said, she's played on a couple of different teams this year. And she's, she's one of those, she can be an absolute pest down back. She can be the, the Tommy Papley of a of the defensive nature. She can get under the skin of, of the person that she's defending. So absolutely love Woody. She's absolutely magnificent. And what about the X factor? She she's pure X factor of Montana Ham. She's the one up forward. She's the one who can break it up, um, you know, break the game open. She's just got that power game that could be made for a final, um, you know, when we need a little little bit of a lift. Um, you know, the the second year player. I think she's one to look out for to you know get it done for us on the weekend. Yeah, her her size and strength is. is is very 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 few in the competition have what she has and again she's only 19 years old so the scary thing is she's still growing she's still 
getting under getting control of her body in a way but she's such a magnificent footy player she was not number one overall for no reason and the best part is is that each week she's progressing more and more not only in her fitness but her her abilities not only as a forward but also going in the mid she can go into the guts and be able to do that with her with her size and strength so she gives a lot of ability and a lot of rotation um abilities for coach gowans which i think has been magnificent he's really used Monham, Sophia Hurley, um, Cynthia Hamilton, and, and and Chloe Malloy as the striker type of forwards that can go in the middle, that can go into the middle or go on the wings and just give you a little bit of of, of width um, and, and ability run out of, run out of the contest. And, and I want to throw one more name out there: Lisa Steen on the wing has been another one that she's really come to her own this year. Last year, I think there were times that she got a little bit lost. So she's really found herself big time on the wing for the Swans as well. For sure, mate. And I don't think we touched on it at, at the start, but Sophia Hurley's tackling on the weekend, 16 tackles. That's an absolutely berserk number, Donnie. Um, it just mm-hmm. needs a, you know, a shout out for itself. And she's going to play a key factor on the weekend. Definitely, for sure. Well, mate, how do you how do you think we get this done on the weekend, um, Saturday night? Um, bit a bit of prime time footy for the girls. How do we get this done? Who are the key players for you? I, I, the biggest thing is I think they got to I think they got to jump the crows early and put them on the back foot. I think they got to get a couple of goals quickly, which isn't going to be easy. I, again, it, it's it's the prototypicals. It's the Monhams, Sophia Hurley's, the Chloe Malloy's, the Lucy McAvoy's. I said if they can all get off the chain get loose if chloe can kick a couple of goals or if we can find goals from cynthia hamilton or alicia newman uh, some of some of the little or known girls get a couple of goals to kind of loosen the group up and put a little bit of the fear of god into the adelaide crows i think that's the best opportunity if you get down to the crows like they have done the last couple of weeks it's a much, much, much harder task to try to come back on the Crows than it is, say, a Gold Coast or a Collingwood. So you got, I think you got to get the first couple of goals, just settle the group and to put a little bit of fear into the Crows. Yeah, there's going to be like a, a lot of responsibility on, you know, the Alicia Newmans and the Cynthia Hamiltons to, that's their role, right? To bring the pressure, bring the heat. And if they can lead from the front doing that and, you know, they're taking care of their role. It can flow from there. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a, an interesting matchup. It's a, it's a free hit um, to be able to take it up to the, the Crows over there. It's going to be a tough task, but um, can we get it done, mate? I think we can. I really, really think we can. It's not going to be easy, but I, I have faith. I have faith in this group. I know I tipped the crows in my podcast, but it's one of those. I, I even said it. This is the perfect opportunity. This one's have no pressure. They can just have a crack. If they lose, it happens. If they win, hey, you, you did something nobody expected. Yeah, for sure, mate. Well, mate, thanks for jumping on. It's uh, an early morning for you and a late night for me, mate, but I thought we'll just jump on here. Um, we've been really enjoying the AFLW and it's hard to sort of keep it all going, uh, the podcast every week, but I uh, appreciate you jumping on for for an occasion like this, mate, for a semi-final um, for the girls. It's going to be absolutely huge. But, mate, this has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast we're number one in the hearts and we're number one on the charts, Donnie. Speaking words of wisdom, up the potty. Up the potty. Very good, mate. Awesome.
Awesome, awesome. 